Hello, and welcome to a special edition of Here's a Thing, the podcast where we tell you the thing about a thing. That's not going to be the name or the tagline for very much longer, and I know we've been saying that for almost a year, maybe a year, but I promise it's not going to be the tagline or the title or anything for very much longer. But we're sticking with it right now because we don't have anything better at the moment. So uh, that's what this show is. Right off the bat, I'm starting this terribly because I'm apologizing for our podcast before anybody's even heard anything. Uh, my name's Josh. Joining me this week as my honorary co-host is my good friend, Stuart Hardy. I'm super excited to be here. And I'm also thrilled that this is a special edition of your podcast. I've never been on a special edition of a podcast before, so that's very exciting for me. Stuart, the the episodes that you have already been on were special editions of the podcast <laughs> because you were on them. Uh, no, so Tyler, um, Tyler's a very very busy man. I our listeners, I think, know this already, but uh, Tyler already had a beautiful, adorable little daughter. Um, yes, he recently had another baby boy, uh, and his job has him traveling most of the week. Um, so Tyler's a busy boy these days. Uh, and we, we don't hold that against him at all because he's doing his thing and so good for him. Um, but all that does is give us a chance to talk to some other people every now and then. Sometimes it's Cecilia this week. It's Stuart. Um, so we're just, we're going to chug along and we're going to see what happens on this episode of the podcast. Stuart, uh, you and I talk often, um, quite often, but for the sake of the listeners, um, the last time that you were on this podcast was your wedding. The night before my wedding, or yes, a couple nights before it was my wedding. Night, no, no, the night before we were oh, having the You're worst right. man competition. That's right. Um, and uh, our <laughs> listeners, if you'll remember, Tyler, I I don't know how you would say either won or lost the worst man competition. <laughs> He ended up being it, it the all, worst man. It's all about perspective. Uh, it's all about perspective. <laughs> that's right. I think Tyler would say he won the worst yes. man competition yes. because uh, he got to ho- take home a beautiful pink and leopard print. I couldn't thong. remember if we were gonna if we were gonna say that or not, but we did say it on the previous podcast uh, that I was on. We did. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> in my uh, opinion. And- <laughs> Yes. In my opinion, I won because <laughs> I didn't have to wear a That's thong true. that day. And by like one minuscule point, I didn't have to wear a thong. So no offense to it's... Tyler. I know he's the, the patron saint here. So <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy how that worked out. It literally like it literally all came down to that last the last game that we played. Ski ball. Yeah. Um, which was ski ball. And uh, it like everything could have turned out differently had that game gone differently. Like everybody was that close in points. Um, <laughs> and it all came down to that. So there was a, f- a few of us, uh, Stuart and myself included that were a little more nervous, I think than some of the others. Um, but it ended up turning out. Okay. It did. Uh, I was actually very nervous because right before uh, the, right before the skee ball competition, I am pretty sure you had the fellows announce the numbers which yes. <laughs> let me and Tyler know we were neck and neck for last place. <laughs> yeah. The so, pressure yeah, was that, on. I, I forgot that we did that. We, so yeah, we had, I did not um, forget that. Uh, 
<laughs> we have my good friend John, who's also the bass uh, bassist in our band, um, and yeah. our good friend uh, Maddie, uh, who is the drummer for our band, um, who also played with uh, with me and our band at uh, the reception, which was probably one of the coolest things I have and ever will do. That was just so super cool. It was one of the coolest um, things I've ever were... experienced. If I could, sorry to interject really quickly. No, no, no you're good. I've, the majority of the weddings I've been to have been dry, literally and figuratively. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, very, very, uh, I don't know, just, I don't know, not weddings like you see in movies. You know what I mean? That, yeah. That's not what yeah. they've been. So to not only be at a wedding, we're at the reception there was alcohol, which I'd never uh, had at a reception before, and there was also um, there was also really good rock music. I was just like, "What? What is this?" And then not only that, but to have the groom and my dear friend yourself playing <laughs> the the, uh, the music was like, oh, "What's happening?" <laughs> In the best possible way. So I enjoyed yeah. it thoroughly. Well, cool, man. I'm I'm glad you had fun too. It, yeah. I, I don't remember I don't remember who I was just recently talking to, but I think I I'm honestly very biased probably because it was my wedding, but I think it's the best wedding I've ever been to. It is hands down like I, shit, I don't know who's gonna hear this. <laughs> so <laughs> if I've been to and or in your wedding, sorry. That is absolutely the best wedding. My my favorite wedding. This is not the alcohol talking, this is not Jack Daniels out of Lynchburg speaking. <laughs> this is really me. That is the best way. I appreciate that, man. Hands down. I, so the way I said that, I know it sounded like I was fishing for that compliment. I really wasn't, <laughs> but I, I appreciate it. No, no. Um, I, I anyway, so hardly. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, so I was going to say John and Maddie were keeping score for us that day. Um, yes. Since they were, they, they were playing at the reception. So they were there, but they were not in the actual wedding party. So the party. they could be impartial judges. Uh, so yeah, they told us the score before we did the last competition. So there were definite, uh, like front runners, uh, and yeah. definite lag behinders, behinders, mm-hmm. um, in the race, but it like, it literally all could have changed, uh, at that skee-ball game. So, uh, but good times, man. Uh, and oh, Stuart absolutely. has, or sorry, not Stuart, you're Stuart. Tyler has informed <laughs> me am. that he still has that thong. Um, in his drawer at home, and we'll never get rid of it. So, uh, I mean, you shouldn't. It's, it's a part of it's who you. It's part of who you are now. It's not. Yeah. It's a life experience that you you can't take back. Uh, <laughs> so, um, uh, yes. it was true. So, uh, I, I had a great if, time. Listeners, if you're um if you're curious about this, we recorded an episode with all the guys, um like during the uh the the worst man competition um so you you get to hear live takes on everything that has happened so far during that episode that's right, that's right. Didn't, man i like, this is terrible because this is my uh, like i'm <laughs> one of the hosts of this podcast but didn't we record another one after or no no i don't think we did no, no you, you know what i'm thinking of I'm thinking of the one uh, around New Year's when yeah. all of us got yes. on the podcast and recorded. Um, well, I mean, it was really the same group of people at the New Year's uh, yeah. podcast, so I yeah. could see them. It was you could see those the two of those getting convoluted. Yeah, we basically brought in like for that episode we had we had brought it in was all the wedding party we had had that year, <laughs> yeah. uh, for like uh, 
a huge extravaganza episode. Yes. We've done some cool stuff on this podcast now that Hell I'm looking yeah, back on have. it. So welcome to Here's the Thing, the podcast where we just talk about previous podcasts that we've done uh, with a guest host. <laughs> and it's really exciting. So <laughs> It's a total rehash. I love it. <laughs> Um, no, I'm, I'm like annoying myself now, so we just need to move on. Um, so, uh, so here's, Stuart, you kind of know how this works. We just kind of like get on here and shoot the shit for a little bit and talk about whatever we want to talk about. But, um, so one thing that I, I I know it's going to come up, so we might as well just bring it up and talk about it it a little bit. Um, something that you and I think, I think are, are both very passionate about something that we've both been reading and like dwelling on a lot lately, mm-hmm. um, and doing our own, I think, independent research and like, uh, we're doing the same work, I think, uh, parallel to each other. Um, mm-hmm. and we have possible plans to maybe cross that over and do a project together, um, so at bad. some point. Yes. So, uh, but that's religion. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you've, you've talked about it. So first of all, before we jump into that, Stuart, tell us about, you have launched a podcast since the last time you were on this podcast. So, so tell us about your podcast, um, and like kind of what you do, like where to find it, what the name of it is and all that good stuff. I love your artwork by the way, but, um, tell us about your podcast. (laughs) It's pretty much the the, uh, coolest podcast ever um, because we definitely – we already have more subscribers than Joe Rogan in our 34 subscribers and he only has 2 million. So you know we're definitely uh, taking off, breaking ground there. Alternative facts. Um, JK. (laughs) Just facts. It's science. So so, uh, the name of the podcast is Not Your Mother's Podcast. Uh, The premise of the podcast was – I'd been watch. I'd been cons- over consuming the Joe Rogan experience for about a year, and then obviously being a guest on um, uh, your podcast as well as a couple others, and thinking to myself, "Oh, well, this is. I mean, you know, it looks super easy. I could totally do this." It was not super easy. Um, and <laughs> super involved, uh, a lot of setting up of the old RSS feeds and getting active on different mm-hmm. networks and letting people know where we're at. But the premise of the podcast was the more I watched Joe Rogan and the more I was a guest on your podcast, the more I realized people are interested in people talking about what they're interested in. And I know that sounds mm-hmm. a little bit odd coming off that way but um i've noticed like the the more that i I consumed of joe's podcast the more i saw he would have people that were really super passionate about a subject whether it's ben shapiro or some random ass doctor or some member of a band like whatever they're really passionate about that's what they would talk about and i've got some things i'm really passionate about and i have friends that are passionate about the same things or their own things so i thought well Let's let's do it. Let's just go on the internet and have conversations and 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 see what people think of it. And so far, I've had a really good response. I've had a couple people let me know, you know, that I was being contradictory. When you talk for two and a half hours straight, you're going to be contradictory yeah. at some point. <laughs> it's going to happen. And so I've run into that, you know, here and there. But for the most part, I've had a lot of good feedback. And what I'm really interested in is not so much my past, but in a sense, um, part of my past because where I come from, I come from a uh, – I, I grew up and was raised in and went to college in and worked in a ministry in a cult. And um, excuse me, my very first episode of my podcast, I thought it would be in a, a funny, ironic way to intro the podcast was with my mother. So not your mother's podcast. First episode is with my mother. I thought it was super yep. clever. 
literally I have like I've had like one person and that might probably is you that's been like oh that was super clever everyone else <laughs> it, it fell by the way I liked so, it um, I, I thought so I, I loved it so at any yeah. rate I, we talk about everything we, I talk about what I'm interested in I've got friends that are actively involved in the fight game whether that's boxing or Brazilian Jiu Jitsu I've got friends and myself as well and yourself uh, that are involved in digital marketing so we talk about that a lot also but Really, it's it's about every other episode gets into uh, whether it's uh, my friend Emma coming on and us talking about the Jehovah's Witnesses cult or mm-hmm. my buddy John Warden and yours as well coming on and talking about the cult that we came from. A lot of the content revolves around that. And um, recently I've reached out to the network of friends that I have on Facebook and asked them all for stories. And dude, right now I have 28 pages of stories to tell. From the Man. from the cult, so I'm really excited to share that. Uh, also, have as we talked about before, a parody episode <laughs> coming up. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited about but, that. Um, yes. So, get, to to kind of summarize, not your mother's podcast talks a lot about a lot about cults and a whole lot about what I'm interested in and what a lot of other people on the planet are interested in. Um, and so, you can find us on Stitcher, on iTunes, on YouTube, on Facebook as Not Your Mother's Podcast. I've been very uh, blessed is a term that I don't really use that often, but I'll use it in this instance. My dear, dear friend, I'm going to plug it. Hashtag blessed. You got it. My dear, dear friend Trenton has been a huge help in my podcast, providing me not only with a computer that has the capability to put these episodes out, but also with a microphone and with a website that I have yet to do anything. The dude bought the website. Like, here's a website. Here's a dot com. Here's WordPress. Make it happen. Two weeks That's ago. That's awesome. Three weeks ago. I've done nothing with it. So NYM as in notyourmotherspodcast.com. You can find us there as well. What you will find there, nothing yet. But we're there. A 404 error? <laughs> yeah. yeah 404. Um, no, probably since since he bought the .com, it'll probably just have like an under hello construction. World. Or hello something. world something. I don't know. Yeah. Man. <laughs> but thank you, um, uh, Josh, well, very cool, much man. for allowing me to plug the podcast. It's been... yeah. It's been an incredible journey to see people um, interact with me through that podcast. And I've even had – I won't mention a name, but I've even had one person. So the cult that we come from, these, the independent fundamental Baptist cult, the IFB mm-hmm. as we call it, short term. Um, but that I've actually had a member of that cult reach out to me and say, hey, where can I get more of your podcast? Because I'm very strongly considering leaving this cult. It's all worth it for that. That's awesome. Yes, it's very thrilled with that. Well, cool, man. I um, so I'm subscribed to your podcast, uh, yeah, and I really you. enjoy it. I'm, <laughs> I'm not just saying that because uh, I'm your friend and you're on the podcast. Um, I really, really enjoy it. Uh, um, no, I know that. Uh, I, I am so sorry. I'm forgetting her name already. Uh, <laughs> well, what I'm, let me let me interject. The... Say that one more time. Go. Ahead. Your friend that was on the podcast, what's her name? Emma. E-M-M-A, Emma. I think we might be having some connectivity issues. I apologize. Yeah, sorry. No, yeah, we were, but we're good now. Um, Yeah, so Emma Emma was on your podcast. That episode was really interesting to me because I, like – you hear bits and pieces and things about, like, different religions and different, like, you know, Mormons and Jehovah's Witness and whatever – uh, yeah. but I didn't really know anything about them, uh, like 
factual. Um, and so it was interesting to like hear her come on and like sort of talk about her perspective and like how they kind of run things and um, like the different ways that they're crazy, uh, yeah. just as crazy, <laughs> but just in different ways. Um, so yeah, that was, that was really interesting. And then obviously like John came from, you know, the same background that both of us did. So that mm-hmm. episode was really interesting too. But, um, and then it was, I think it was Trenton, right. That talked about a little bit about Satanism, uh, yes. and dug into that a little bit. So that was interesting. Like some of that, um, I had already read, uh, but some of that was new to me. Um, so it was interesting too, but, um, yeah, man, you like, it's a, it's a great podcast. People should check it out. You like, you've had, uh, like, like you said, MMA people on there, um, and talked about like everything from MMA to social media, marketing. guerrilla marketing to digital marketing yeah. to all kinds of stuff. So, um, a, a pretty good range of topics already, uh, on the podcast. <laughs> Wide range. How, I mean, how old is it? Like it's, it's just been a few months at this point, right? Yeah, it's pretty brand new. Like the, the podcast itself, uh, we've only been up, um, uh yeah we haven't been up that long we've been up uh shit i um sorry i didn't mean to put you on the spot (laughs) now i'm on the spot uh i'd say maybe three months we've been up three or four months Uh, we haven't been up that long and you know i think what's helped me a lot actually is you uh helping me along and like from the get-go just telling me hey here's some kind of some do's and don'ts and that's been very helpful but just you know, help me not to stress about it and understand like, you know, if you don't put one out every single, uh, every single week, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Cause I definitely started stressing when I missed a week or two. Um, yeah, but man. yeah, we've been up, uh, I want to say we have six or seven episodes and we've been up, uh, maybe three or four months. We do have a couple of short videos, one where I'm asking people for to tell me their stories from their cult yep. background. And I should probably be sponsoring that post. And, uh, then I have another short video on bullying when the, um, when the uh, Keaton Jones video went viral, I, I yep. decided I wanted to talk about that. Um, so, yeah, we're 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 babies over here at Not Your Mother's podcast, but um, we're excited to see where it takes us. Well, it's good stuff so far. Um, Thanks. Thank and you. so, uh, circling just real quick before we move on, circling back to uh, like you asking for people's stories mm-hmm. um, and wanting to tell people stories. If somebody hears this on this podcast. Uh, and wants to reach out to you um, and tell you their story. Where's the best place to reach you with that? And how, like, what's the best way for them to like get their story to you? Shoot. Thanks so much, man. I, re- I really appreciate that. Like I, I know, yeah. like I, it's, it's not <laughs> now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to be gratuitous with all this, but it's just, I really do mean it. Um, so uh, you can reach me at my Gmail account, uh, Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T-M, as in Michael Hardy, H-A-R-D-Y, Stuart M. Hardy at gmail.com. Also, Stuart M. Hardy anywhere that you're looking on a social network, uh, Twitter, Instagram, cool. Facebook. Um, I'm, I'm the same username everywhere, so Stuart M. Hardy. And one thing I want to do, I do want to speak to with that is that uh, a lot of us are concerned. We, we have family members, loved ones, dear friends that are still in the cult, even if we're out or even if we're halfway out. So it's very important for a lot of us to remain anonymous in these stories. And anyone and everyone should know that if you submit your story to me, I will assume that you want it to be anonymous. I will not use your name unless you say, hey, I don't want to be anonymous. So just want to make that distinction right off the bat. If, if you're looking to share your story, but you want to remain anonymous, uh, anonymous, 
anonymous. <laughs> you can absolutely trust me to, to keep your, your story anonymous. And to speak to that uh, one, maybe a little degree further than that is my, my mother um, has been abused by the cult. And so I understand it's very close to me and I understand how important anonymity is uh, when it comes yeah. to speaking out in regards to these sorts of things. Right on. Um, well, cool, man. Uh, so if, if you are listening to this and you have experiences that you feel like uh, you'd like to share that you think are important for other people to know about, um, whatever background you come from, uh, reach out to, to Stuart. We'll link everything up in the, the episode description too. Um, so thank you for that Josh easily, but yeah, man, I, I think it's important work. Um, and like, I, I support it. I mean, we both came from the same thing and I think, I I think it's important that people kind of know what's going on. I was just telling Cecilia, um, I, I was, so at, at work, um, we had a couple new staff members come on. Um, and so we like, we have weekly meetings with our team just to kind of check right. in and see where things are. And so like a couple of weeks ago, our weekly meeting was basically just introducing ourselves to the new staff members that came on. Um, and so they, they just asked like a couple, like get to know each other questions, um, which usually I sort of hate, but these were sort of interesting <laughs> questions, but they can be annoying, dude. The, <laughs> when you have to throw uh, they the ball usually to each are. other. <laughs> yeah. Um, they usually are annoying, but this, this meeting, she, uh, Bree, my, my direct manager asked, mm-hmm. um, uh, what's a skill that you would like to master? Um, mm-hmm. And the second question was, uh, if we told you to stand up and give a 40-minute presentation right now, Whoa. what could you speak on for 40 minutes without any preparation? That's um, a good question. So I was like question. thinking about a few things. It is a great question because that will tell you immediately what people are like passionate and interested about. Yeah, um, yeah, that's putting you on the spot. Yeah. So I, uh, like I was thinking, uh, you know, and like, so people were going around a room and like a couple other people went before me and one guy said comic books and I was like, ah, oh, well shit, I can't say that now. And like somebody else <laughs> said music, so I couldn't say that. Nice. So it got to me and I was like, well, the, like the only other thing really left that I could probably easily speak for hours on is like religion and sort of mm-hmm. like some of the history of religion and especially like the Westernization of religion that's happened in recent history. And so yeah. that's what I said. Um, and so one of the girls like on my team, like in that meeting was like, Oh, we'll have to talk later. So it's funny. Like she brought it up like a couple days later, um, actually just yesterday, I think. Um, and she was asking me about it. So I was telling her like about the background of, of the cult that we came out of and like sort of how it worked and some of the craziness that went on. And she like, she looked it up online and like found a website and she was like reading all this stuff off of the website. And I was like, yep, that's true. Yep. That's true. Yep. That's true. (laughs) Um, and was she, she, she just thought it was so all? crazy. Yeah. I mean, they all were like a couple other people like sort of overheard like the conversation at that point. And they all were just sort of like floored that this even exists. And like her words were, I can't believe I've never heard of this before. Um, and I told her, yeah, I mean, it, I'm not surprised that you haven't heard of it. Like it's, it's probably one of the largest and least known cults in the United States. But the reason nobody's ever heard of it is because they they don't like publicity. Uh, oh. They socialize mainly in their own circles. Um, you know, they just they kind of fly under the radar. Uh, and then once you're in, you're sort of like encouraged to not super go public. You know, with like yeah. all the craziness that they teach. I, so like, it doesn't surprise me that people wouldn't know about it. So I think exactly. it's important. Like, 
like what you're doing and and Heather um Heather uh Jones I think is another yes um example of this but like she's um inquiring atheist is the name of her blog I believe so yes uh-huh okay so that's I, if you're listening um she's an excellent writer check it out inquiring atheist uh is the name of her blog and she's so a I, I think really that the work writer. that a, she is she's she's really really good I was it's super she's impressed. it's not um it's yeah it is it's really good i'm i'm trying to think of the word for it and it's just I, relatable makes it like relatable sounds cheesy, but it is it like, does, but it is. <laughs> um, you're able to easily like identify with her, like in these stories, you can kind of like find a piece yeah. of yourself, no matter she relays, think, but. she relays the information. She can, she's a, she's incredibly good at painting a picture. Like she'll yeah. tell a story and she'll give you all these minute details. And a lot yeah. of times when you're giving minute details in a story, it gets annoying or frustrating or it's like, okay, okay, okay. That's too much information. She is, a, she has a way of communicating to you all these minute details uh, yeah. that are, that are occurring inside of a situation where it's not annoying and it's not a nuisance. And it's like, okay, I can see, you painted a picture very well. I've been very yeah. impressed with her writing in that, in that aspect. Yeah. She's, she's excellent. Um, and I've, so I've read some of her work too, but I, the reason I think it's, excuse me. Wow. The reason I think it's important, (laughs) um, is just, is exactly the fact that nobody knows this exists. And then like people get sucked in and then it's like you were saying, Stuart, like it's, it's so met, like trying to get out is so messy. Um, even if you yourself are completely done. It just it's messy. Yeah, something that she mentioned. It's so messy. Well, because it's there's so many um, uh, there's so many attachments, family, even jobs, uh, and definitely friends. Like it's very very difficult to uh, yeah. you know you're going to have to sever some ties. But something that Heather said in in our communication, and she's working on creating a podcast herself. I'm sure she'll say it uh, in that podcast. She she has said. There's a cult in your hometown. You just haven't noticed it. Pay attention. Yep. Look around. It's there. And it's not this yep. big menacing the, – the, the problem is that when someone says the word cult, all these images and thoughts are conjured up of, you know, like, you know, demonology and which I don't care, whatever, worship whatever you want. But like yep. all these kind of things are conjured up where you're looking you're looking for a, a, a smoking cauldron and, and for people sacrificing goats. Well, that's not a cult nowadays. A cult is people that all dress the same and people that all sound the same way and people yep. that knock on your door that are so persuaded to convince you of their religion and their beliefs that they are willing to knock on your door with a question like, if you died today, where would you go? Why would you do that yeah. to someone on a Saturday morning? <laughs> At any rate, I'm sorry, I got off subject, off topic, but it's very messy. Um, you think about yep. the community that a, that a ooh, this sounds good. The community that a cult cultivates, uh, and it's yep. just it, it's it's it, it 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 entrenches itself and entangles yourself in every aspect of your life, your job, your relationships. Yep. Um, you know, your, your routines, your habits, it's all, it's, it's every facet of your life. It affects and it can dominate. And when you decide to pull away and, uh, I actually was reading something from a friend of, I don't know if you remember Amber Barnhill from college, but I was reading something. Yeah. 
Amber is amazing. I was reading something from her today, and she talked about her release and her getting out of religion was very much like the scene in The Matrix where Neo, Keanu Reeves' character, unplugs. And that's so much what it is. You're losing (laughs) so much, but you're coming to reality. And it's not an easy journey. It's scary, and it's difficult, and it's painful as fuck. But once you unplug, Mm -hmm. you can see everything for what it really is. Yep. And once you get to that point, there's no going back. Like (laughs) once, Once you've been able to sort of see... Like, you know, once you, once you can kind of poke your head out and like start to look around and see what else there is. And like, once you see the problems with it there, like it's impossible to reverse that. It just is. Um, so that, I mean, it like <laughs> knowing that and being on this side of it now, like it, it makes a ton of sense why they work so hard to cut you off, uh, from the outside world. Oh, and yeah. from, like anything that might speak you know, contradictorily to, to what they teach. But, um, you know, like there's, there's man, there's so many different ways we could take this, but I like, so a person, somebody that I've been reading a lot of, um, which would very much be frowned upon in the independent fundamental Baptist circles. (laughs) Well, really in in most, yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's true. Really in most Christian quote unquote Christian circles, um, the name Rob Bell is like a oh, dirty yes. word. Yep. Um, and uh, if if any of our listeners are familiar with Rob Bell's work, um, he is one of the smartest men that we have currently living on this planet. Like he's brilliant. And a lot of his work centers around um, Christianity and religion and, you know, like sort of pointing out some of the problems of uh the like the westernization that we've kind of like put that like that filter that western filter that we've sort of put on a lot of our religion and things that we just accept as like religious fact now um that was never the intent ever like mm-hmm. so like you know like if you if you believe the quote unquote believe the bible and practice what the bible teaches chances are you're not um because you're nope. practicing all of that in a Western concept or a Western context. And that, that book, that collection of books was not written in a Western context. Uh, it was written in a very Eastern context, um, yep. in a specifically a Jewish context. So huh. our, like our, our Western world doesn't understand, like, unless you do a lot, a lot of work to understand the culture and the like society at that time, like you, you're going to have no chance of practicing what that book is actually teaching. Um, yeah. And instead you're, instead you're off on some crazy wild tangent because just yep. so 100% because of the way we perceive the world because of our culture. So like, but, but Rob Bell talks about a lot about um, how like the, the Bible is not irrelevant um, it's, it's also not perfect, uh, which is something that we grew up mm-hmm. hearing a lot. Um, you know, there's, there's no mistakes in the Bible, specifically the King James version. <laughs> um, and it's infallible every word last, is, yeah, every word is hundred percent inspired and 1611. Yep. Was, was the, so, and before that it was like the, the, 
I, I can't even dude. I, I don't spent know, dude. Since I took any of those classes. I, I don't remember what it was called before that. There was like some like there was some transcript before that that was like the Textus yeah. Receptus or something like that. I think they yes, called it. Yes, like, you got it. Before that, um, like it was like individual scrolls and like it was all like they they have their lineage, quote unquote. Oh yeah. Um, and then if you do the research on the sixteen eleven King James, uh, there are tons of changes and omissions, uh, because that was a very politicized translation of the Bible, yep. uh, because of English culture back then, British culture back then. So, um, so fuck you if that's what you think too, America. Uh, because you just haven't yeah. done the research. Um, but anyway, like he talks about how, like, if you if you believe the Bible, quote unquote, and you practice the Bible, like it's the his point is like his point is not to stop reading and learning from the Bible. His point is learn what it's actually saying not yeah what we've been taught for so long that it's saying and this applies really like if you are if you consider yourself a christian or if you consider yourself a muslim or if you consider yourself an atheist whatever it still applies that like i like growing up Stuart, like you and i and like people that grew up like us and I, i would assume people that probably grew up in most other religions you grew up with this reverence for the bible and mm-hmm. like the Bible is like the the rule book for life, like the manual for life, they would call yeah. it. And like all the answers you need are in the Bible and, and this and that. And so like then when you like so like you, Josh, Bible reading and prayer was like a huge you're good. Do you recall the um I think it's the acronym? The acronym, I think that's the right term. Basic instructions before leaving Earth. You remember that one? You know what? I have heard that one. I would not have remembered it if you hadn't brought it up, but I have heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's, continue. Dude, I just... No, it's okay because that's like that's exactly my point. That's how we grew up. Uh-huh. And so when you have that pounded into your head for so long, but the way it was, and then when people like you and I and like a few uh, others of us and like uh, thousands and millions of others that we don't even know mm-hmm. have like sort of come out of cults, like – the problem there is like you tend Pete Holmes, who's another person that I, I listen to a lot. He's he's a comedian, oh, he's on a yeah. podcast. Another really really smart guy. The way he says it is, it's like it's like taking all of the furniture out of a room, and then like you've succeeded in emptying that room. So good for you. That room is decluttered and it's clean. Ooh. But now that room is useless unless it has yeah. some. Uh, unless it has some furniture still in it. So like then you need to decide what furniture you want to bring back into the room. Um, and you have to be very deliberate with those choices. So like what tends to happen with, with people like us is like, we're like, ah, finally we're free of the cult. We're out and we're done. And we leave it all behind and we fail to like bring the furniture back into the room that is healthy or that would help. And right. so one of those things for me, I'm not saying this is for everybody, but for me, one of those things has been the Bible. And one of like one of the most important books I think I've ever read was by Rob Bell. It's called What is the Bible? Um, and he goes through and he talks about what the Bible actually is. And he talks about how people come to the Bible with all of these questions that even the question itself is sort of already leading you down a path of thought to make assumptions about what the Bible is. So like when people ask, is the Bible true or is the Bible perfect or is the Bible, the actual word of God or is the Bible this, or is the Bible that? And 
his his whole thing is you're asking the wrong question. Like, don't yeah. ask what it is because you're already making assumptions in that question. Instead, what you what should it be is asking what it is, is not exactly. So he says, instead, what you should be asking is what is it, and then that leaves you totally open to jumping in and finding out what this thing actually is. And so I love that concept. Book, Do you don't? You- do you feel like that applies to a lot of other things in life? Yes. I, I feel like that has so yes. many applications. Yeah, because, yeah, it applies to people and it applies to relationships and it applies to, you know, quote unquote principles and it applies to politics yeah. and it applies to, you know, socioeconomics and it applies to cultural differences and every, like, if I think if we could approach a lot of things that way, it would help. Um, because I think the concept is solid. Like, if you can go into it just saying what is this and then you read through it and like you do your you do there you have to do work to figure out the concept or not i keep saying concept you have to do work to figure out the context (laughs) and the cultural implications and like what was going on at that time but like if you're doing that work and you're coming to it with like an open mind and saying what is this it's a completely different book than than what we were raised to believe and it's 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 actually like it's a book now because it's all bound together. But it's actually not even a book; it's a library. Yeah. And, oh yeah. It's um, like spanning thousands and thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Um. So like his whole thing is like it's not an irrelevant book. Like, and and you don't even you don't have to you don't have to call it perfect, and you don't have to call it inspired, and you don't have to call it divine in order to let it impact your life in incredibly positive ways, and. One, I feel like I'm talking so much. I'm sorry. Um, no, I'm letting you go, dude. I, I'm this. I'm the, when I get on one on my podcast, like my guests <laughs> are just sitting there, like, okay, when's this fucker gonna shut up? Like, no, dude. Like, go. Like, this is. We've had a lot of conversations outside of this podcast where you've talked about this. So once you got on, you know, uh, Rob <laughs> Bell, I was like, all right, this guy's gonna go. I'm gonna let him go. But, but you have a lot of things to say, and I'm interested. Even though we've talked a lot about this okay. outside the podcast, you're saying some things that I haven't heard before from you, and they're very oh, intriguing. Okay. Especially the bit about, well, the bit about taking it away from uh, is the Bible or the Bible is perfect or whatever is perfect is true is whatever. Like taking that uh, that that defining word out of the phrase and just asking is the blank blank is the this that mm-hmm. is the thing this like. That's I love that concept. I don't know how soon I'll be able to apply it because I'm so steeped in my own ways, but I think that's mm-hmm. a terrific well, concept. I think that they can work with relationships so well. Yeah. I mean, that's the struggle for all of us though. Like that's, mm-hmm. you know, you're not like a terrible person for thinking yeah. that. Like <laughs> I like sometimes I feel like a hypocrite talking about this stuff too because I know that it's true, but then I don't always yeah. live it and that's you no. just like you just have but to see, like, that's, live in that space. That's the that's the the uh, I think the, the the important thing to note is the fact that you you can see that you feel like a hypocrite. Whereas before, when we're inside the cold, or I'm not saying that that instance specifically, there's a lot of people that can't remove themselves enough from a situation to look at it and say, okay, maybe I'm doing yeah. something wrong here. Maybe I'm incorrect here. There's so yeah. many of us that are just so. Uh, focused on being right all the time. And I'm not condemning those people because I was one of them for so very long. And some days I still am one of them. Yeah. You know, I, I have a four year old child. So there are times where I just have to be right because. So like, <laughs> yep. that's just what it is. 
But there are yeah. there are definitely times where I don't look at things objectively like we're, like we're talking about now. But I think it's important to be able to step back and understand like, you know, I can look at it objectively and I can say, you know what, I was wrong about this or wrong about that. Whatever it yeah. is, I think it's important to have the the um, the words escaping me, but it's um, self-knowledge or, or, or knowing yourself well enough to be able to say – to step yeah. – to pull yourself out of the situation and to say – Look, I'm look, I can look at this in a different perspective. Yeah. I mean, it's it's possible for literally anybody. It's just yeah. whether or not we want to do the work to do it mm-hmm. or not. Um anyway, so where I was going with all this and I'd like yes, I want to yes. see what you think about this too because I'm positive, I'm 100% positive you've gotten this question. So to set this up, this is what I'll say. If you all right. So like the, the question gets thrown around a lot, like, is the Bible perfect? And like, so growing up, like we were taught the Bible is perfect. And it's so when we would yeah. like, when we would talk to people that we were trying to convert, um, yes. because we had to convert those sinners <laughs> numbers, numbers, uh, numbers. Yep. Uh, so when we were, when we would talk to people, we were trying to convert and like people would bring that up. We'd say, well, of course the Bible's perfect. And then people would bring up passages where the Bible talks about killing gay people for being gay yeah. and sequestering women in tents for like a week or however long their period lasted because they were on their period. And yep. so they were, quote unquote, unclean or Quarantine. like yeah, all the other like hor- like the horrible violence and like just unimaginable things that are recorded in the Bible in a positive light. Like yeah, it's medieval these are shit. like, yay, this happened. You know, like it's barbaric, like mm-hmm. to be nice. Um, yeah, she stove his head like, in with a tent stick. It's terrific. Yeah. <laughs> like there's there's one story there's one story I can think of particularly in the Bible, uh, where two gay men were caught sleeping together, um, mm-hmm. and so the judgment passed on them. Like the person that discovered them ran a lance through them both. Whoa! While they were Why sleeping in the tent. This? Uh, and impaled them both and killed them on the spot. And it was like, it was like, yes, this is what you do. Like, this is the law. Um, so the struggle, the struggle is like being, <laughs> being that super fervent religious person and saying the Bible's perfect. And then you have people saying, dude, like in your perfect book, there are stories that are applauded of people's basic human rights being violated over and over and over again. How can you tell me this book is perfect? And so Rob, Rob sort of like puts his perspective on it where he says like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't look at, um, I don't know. Like you wouldn't, you, okay. So if somebody like handed you an instruction manual for like building your Ikea, your new Ikea bookshelf, Right. Please never again. But yes. (laughs) And they handed it to you and we're like, hey, this is going to tell you like how you should build your bookshelf. Like your first question is not going to be okay, but is it perfect? (laughs) Is this manual perfect? Because if it's not perfect, then what's the point? You know, or like be gone. Like if if you if you went to a museum and somebody was like this painting is the, you know one arguably one of the most beautiful paintings in the world it's so complex and you know the the detail and the lighting and everything like, you know and they're like just explaining why this painting is so wonderful and thought provoking and challenging and you know emotion wrenching and you stand there and listen to all of it and then you're like yeah but is it perfect is it a perfect painting 
What an it's asshole. not the fucking point. And so yep. like when when you do that, you're you're oh, you're taking so much value out of what it can actually bring you. Wow. Like you're 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 like you're devaluing the whole thing by putting this unnecessary filter on it. Um Yeah. So like what I, you were a youth pastor for a, a while, a couple of years, couple of years mm-hmm. was it? A couple of years. Um, so like, I, I, I'm wondering like from your end, like having been a youth pastor as I, like I've done some youth work in my time too. Yeah. Like yeah, you did. Have you, have you had to have that conversation and like, where did your mind go? Like in that conversation and how, like, how, were you able to navigate that? Like being in it, like what was that conversation what? like? This is really good. That's really good. Give me the direct question one more time. Let me give a little like, bit better context. The, like the question comes up, like would come up for my kids or like people again that like I was trying to convert. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you call this book perfect when it talks about like in a in a positive light? It talks about like killing homosexuals and like yeah, when, like women just being put away as useless. <laughs> because they were on their period for a week and they couldn't make I, babies, you know, or whatever. Like. <laughs> I would say, so again, now I'm going to be playing devil's advocate because you, you know me well and you've, you've, I, uh, on a side note, I want to say thank you because you are uh, no offense to anyone else anywhere ever, but you're the one person that calls me consistently. And is like, dude, I just listened to this episode of the podcast. It was good. And I want to say this, 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 and this about, it. and that tells me, Oh, you, you, you watched the whole thing. Whereas I'll get people that don't want to leave a comment, but they won't watch the whole thing. <laughs> Their comment makes it very obvious. I didn't yeah. watch the whole thing. Anyways, um, so you, what I'm saying is you know me. You know that I'm not remotely religious, that I'm pretty much on a tirade against uh, many organized religions, most especially cults. But in playing devil's advocate, I would say something that didn't make any sense. I would say something like, oh, well – what you're referring to is from the old Testament and that's not really laws that we live by. Mm, However, in Deuteronomy, there are, there is a, a, I don't, it's not even a commandment, is it? There's a little, there's a little verse in Deuteronomy 22. I want to say five that talks about women not wearing that, which pertaineth to a man. And when that verse is further broken down, the word man there is interpreted in the Greek as warrior, not man. Uh, right. So what it was saying was women don't wear the garments of a warrior because in that time, women weren't necessarily uh, generally warriors. That's a whole extra thing. But what I would say to people when they would say that, I was like, well, like you were you were talking about, like, you know, we, we found two uh, two men sleeping together. So we killed them and that's applauded. We our children was our child was disobedient. So we took them out the side of the city and we threw enormous rocks on them until they perished. Yep. Like yep. these are things that were taught as principles and rules. And again, like you said, applauded when the punishment was was allotted to these individuals. And I would tell when someone would bring something like that up and generally it was a smart aleck teenager. So <laughs> when someone would bring that up, I would just let them know like, well, that's, you know, that's Old Testament. We don't go by that at all. But that's not the case. We do go by that. No. You know, and so it was a what I, the statement that I would make to someone um, who was, uh, you know, attempting to tell me like, well, you know, you're not, you know, your, your, your word of God that you're using isn't infallible. I would tell them, you know, well, in the Old Testament, you know, that, that was a different time and different things 
work during that time period. But now we're in the New Testament age, and now like it's different and it's okay. But again, that statement in and of itself was contradictory because I would we would still go by one little uh, a p- yeah. passage of scripture that we took out of context. In fact, I was, <laughs> as you know, I've been actually consuming a little a bit of. Say that again. Uh, I mean, more than just that one in the Old Testament we go by. So but many. Like, I, I know what you're saying. So many, yeah. yeah. But I was listening to something. I was listening, as you know, to um, to some messages for today from my past or from people that I had listened to in my past and more recent yeah. messages. And I, I remember uh, hearing uh, a man speak about uh, – he read a, a bit of scripture. And then he said, now if we can take this one piece of scripture and apply it to our entire lives. And I was like – Yep, that, that's what you did. That's what I did for my <laughs> my whole life was take one little thing, take it out of context, and say, yep. "Oh well, this means this, therefore this and this." Like, yep. no, that's not how it works. But uh, to answer your, that was an elongated answer, Josh. But to answer your question, it would definitely be telling people that we don't go by Old Testament law. That doesn't that doesn't work anymore because in the Old Testament law, I don't know if it was law so much as it was accepted that men had multiple wives. Solomon had. Yep wives and a harem of of whores basically and i don't say that to be demeaning to women in general are those women just they were called concubines and they were used for nothing more than sex yep yeah and so that but that was i wouldn't say that was law but that was very commonplace and that wasn't something where the scriptures would say in the old testament uh uh had all these wives and concubines and god wasn't okay with that but he was doing it anyways no Solomon was used by God in a mighty way in the Old Testament. <laughs> and he was still super blessed, uh, but for some reason he got away with this thing that he was doing. Exactly. Yeah. He got away with his harem. So, yep. yeah, it just uh, – it goes to show the hypocrisy. I think there's so much hypocrisy in religion as a whole, but in yep. the, the, the sect, the cult that we come out of, there's just – it's just rampant. One thing I do want to say uh, back to the beginning of the podcast, you talked about how widespread the cult is that we're in. I've had a couple friends tell me, and I don't think that they are wrong. Uh, It just sounds kind of strange because no one's heard of the IFB, but because of John Travolta, uh, Tom Cruise, and now Leah Remini, we've all heard of Scientology. But Leah talks about the, the Scientologists buying up lots of buildings to wash their money, to launder their money. And they got to spend their money on something because they have a, a, a bounty of money, and so yep. they have a lot of uh, uh, they have a lot of buildings, but not very many bodies in those buildings. I would I would agree with a couple friends that have told me this in saying that the IFB is bigger than Scientology, and that's not a brag because I'm not IFB any longer. But that's no, my but that opinion. wouldn't surprise me either. That wouldn't surprise me either. I mean, you and I both, the college we attended, um, granted the enrollment is, is much lower now than it was when I we heard were in school, 370, but, dude. I heard 370. Um, that makes me so happy. I like the closer yeah, me to too. zero. I mean, when, <laughs> when, yeah. when you and I started school, Stuart, I think our, our freshman class was like what? 1500, 2000, something like that. Yeah. Um, it was that was just lot, the freshman class. Than it is now. Um, but like that church, you know, at the time was running anywhere from 7,000 to 7,500 oh, yeah. every week. Um, yeah. if not more well, like 10, sometimes 10,000 on a huge Sunday. It's crazy. Um, and there are, there are churches all over America, not that big, but that run thousands every single mm-hmm. week. Um, it well, not just America. If, you get, 
you have to think worldwide, and I know a lot of people uh, yeah, you're right. their numbers, so to speak. I'm sure Kevin Wynn's numbers are not all <laughs> accurate. That guy's full of shit. Um, I was, as, dude, I was at his, his church so, uh, in high school. Huh? I was at Kevin Wynn's church in high school. No shit. That building, that building wasn't even half full. No way. <laughs> so, dude, it's such a huge building. Not even close to half full. That makes me so happy <laughs> on yeah. so many levels. <laughs> yeah. But, but you're right. Like they send out missionaries all over the place. So yeah, they're all over the place. And that. then they have 300 kids. And I literally mean yep. not 300, but if, if you included all the illegitimate bastard children that they have, nothing against <laughs> those children. But if you yep. included all the children they have with the women that they're counseling, they're having a good 30 kids because their oh, yeah. actual wife has 10 kids plus. Yep. So, yeah, you know, you're, 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 you're through, through, um, what's the word I'm looking for through the, you're, the family that you're creating. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, yeah. Through the family that you're creating and the converts that you're bringing in, you, you're, we're not, we, but the IFB is worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And like that, when I, when I was saying, it wouldn't surprise me if they were bigger than Scientology, I wasn't even thinking about across the world, but. <laughs> That's yeah. absolutely true. It wouldn't surprise me. Yep. Um, so like back to like back to that question though, Stuart. Like yes. So your answer, I think, is way more technical and way more savvy and smart an answer. Like, ha- although it's still bullshit. Like yep. that was a better <laughs> answer than the one I would give because like I would give the answer of like I don't know. I can't justify that. But we just have to trust that God knows what he's doing. Well, your answer and like, speaks when to... all else fails, you know, like that's, that's what, just what you would say. Yeah. Your answer speaks to the, the tremendous amount of brainwashing that we underwent because yeah. there, there's, there's so many questions when you're, when you're using something like the King James version of the Bible. And I don't, I say the King James version specifically because I believe that a lot of the newer versions give you a lot more leeway and make a lot more sense. It, it, look, look, wait, I, I'm trying they to do the math do. in my head and I, I can't, but 400 plus years ago, the way that yeah. people spoke and wrote and put pen to paper, so much different than nowadays. If you, if you took some from, from the 1611 era, from the 1600s, and you put them in front of Facebook, they would lose their shit. Okay. Yep. So they're just they, like, they'd call like, sorcery you... and they would try to burn you at the stake. Yeah. <laughs> As they should. Uh, and yep. so I'm just saying, just just try to compare that. Compare the times yep. between the between the two uh, time periods. Compare the, the the signs of the times, the, the things that were going on. So what I'm saying to me made sense, but to a lot of other people didn't. But but to other people, what your explanation probably made more sense, and it made more sense coming from the background that we come from. If you've yep. watched, I don't know if you've had the time to watch Leah Leah Remini. I don't know if it's Remini or Remini, but I love that woman. Yeah, if you've had I, time, I haven't watched any of it yet, but I I do mm, intend to. No, not that. Her podcast with Joe. Have you seen any of that? Oh, oh, oh. Um, no, Joe I have not. I definitely have okay. not. Okay. All right. You said, oh, I didn't oh, know right. she. I, was, I didn't know she was on his episode. Dude, I'm going to send podcast. it to you. Holy okay, shit. Good. It's so good. So what, what I wanted to bring from that is so many times. Um, actually, no, I take that back. So not her podcast with Joe, Megan Phelps Roper's podcast with Joe, whose okay. cult very much more resembles the cult that we come from in the Westboro yeah. Baptist Church. 
Sorry, hers is Westboro Baptist. Ours is Independent Fundamental. Say really the same shit, just a little bit less. Very Do you remember? I'm yep. going to go on a tangent. Do you remember they came to yes. pastor school? I totally yes. forgot about that until someone brought it up to me the other day. I was like, oh, shit, they were there. I remember watching Eric yep. Test set, uh, have a fight with him. Anyways, all verbal. But but <laughs> when uh, when um, uh, when she was on, when Megan Phelps Roper was on Joe's podcast, Joe just is a very inqu- – I'm just – I love Joe. But he's such an inquisitive person. Yeah. He would. I mean, when you're talking to someone and you're interviewing someone that's been in a cult and you haven't been in that cult or a cult at all, you are made of questions. And yep. so Joe kept asking her just intensive questions that deserved an answer. And in many cases, I, I love Megan, but in many cases she had to say, just because that's just how it was. And so your yeah. what your answer is sim- your answer to others is similar to that when it comes to them asking you about like well what about stoning children and killing gay people yeah. well that that's just the way it was like I don't know what to tell you I just have to trust and believe and we come yeah. from such a our, our our cult background our cult roots come from such a place of well that's just the way it was and I trust God and that's the the to us that's a pure mindset that's a mindset of Look, I just trust God with everything. I yeah, trust God the with best my intentions. Say again. It's the best intention. Yeah, it is. I trust God with my finances. I trust God uh, that my car will get me to work tomorrow, even though my my radiator light's been on for a month. I trust <laughs> yeah. God that my sex life is okay, even though something's super fucked up. Like I mm-hmm. trust God with all these things, and it's yep. it's a beautiful concept to be able to trust an entity that you can't prove exists, but that you think is just the purest entity ever. I respect mm-hmm. it in a way, but also it's ruined so many people's lives. It's just ridiculous. So yeah. I, I like your answer, and it's probably an answer that would have played out better for me had I had I employed it. And it's just, well, I trust God with everything, so I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like, <laughs> I I'd have to talk to like some of the teenagers that were like in my youth group uh, to see how well that answer actually did play out. But yeah. um, I think both answers, like, so like here's here's where I'm at with this now. I think both answers speak to the lack of work that any of us did to actually understand what all of it was, the lack of education and what the Bible actually is and like what it was actually saying. So what I've learned since about the Bible, the reason I still think it's relevant personally and Mm -hmm. not everybody has to, I think it is. I think it's more relevant now than it ever has been if anything, but the reason I still think it's a relevant book, not inspired, not divine, not perfect. Just as a work of literature. Yes. The reason I still think it's relevant is some like the re the way I've kind of come to this, not certainly not on my own. Um, but through like things that I've read and heard, uh, from Rob Bell, people like Alexander Shia, um, who I believe is a, a Catholic priest, um, nice. who has written a few books himself. Um, Richard Rohr, uh, who is an amazing philosopher who has hundreds and hundreds of hours of audio content and books available. Oh, wow. um, but like from people like that, what I've sort of been mm-hmm. able to piece together is this. The Bible, if you can like take a step back and come to it, like I said, with that open mind and say like, what is this thing? The Bible yeah. has a structure and an arc to it. And if you can like think about, 
Okay, like all of this was written by a real human that mm-hmm. actually lived at some point. Like it had like you can argue when it was written and by whom, but always. That'll always it be a has to have been written. Like it yeah. is in a book, so yeah. it was written. So like all of this was written, and like a lot of it, like the the lineage can be pr- like you know traced back to like original manuscripts that were discovered, mm-hmm. and like when those would have existed, and things like that. So, um, if you can think about why this person sat down and felt like it was important to write that thing. Yeah. And then if you can think about why another person came along and was like, okay, all of these writings, I'm going to put them together and I'm going to put them together in this order. And like, I'm going to put this after this and I'm going to put this before this, even though they happened Mm -hmm. in opposite, you know, time, like time periods. And like, even though like the book of Job, like that's some of the earliest recorded like writings that are in the Bible. But I'm going to put that like, Mm -hmm. like way later, you know, like, Somebody put that all together in that order for a reason, not divinely inspired, not like perfect and, and whatever, but like, spooky. but like somebody was like, somebody yeah. was like, there's a through line here and I want to put this all together. So like, if you can look at it that way, the Bible is like in those pat, like it helps you, it much more helps you like put into context and figure out what you're supposed to do with those passages where people kill gay people or people stone Mm -hmm. their children for disobeying or whatever, because it's showing the whole thing is showing that something or someone is telling these people there's a better way to be human from the very beginning of the Bible all the way through in the, in the, in the, in the old Testament, it's, it's God and angels you know, quote unquote, like whatever you want to call it, like God, right. uh, the universe, whatever in the new Testament, it's mainly Jesus. It's Jesus. That's like speaking a lot of this truth. Um, and you can argue about whether or not he is, you know, the literal son of God or like what Jesus right. was, but whatever he was, he was a radical human being yes. and affected huge change. But so like there is there through the whole thing, there's something saying there's a better way to be human than what's happening right now. There's something better. I love There's a that. better way I to be human in the world. And all the way through it. So like, but like you and I both know, Stuart, like humans don't change easily or quickly. And so, no, we like, didn't. You, like you still have those, like you still have that barbaric nature and like, you still have mm-hmm. that like extremely like judgmental and just horrific, like things that would happen and so, like, you still have homosexual people getting killed for being homosexual yeah. and women getting stoned for committing adultery. We don't know what happened mm-hmm. to that guy, but that woman was about to get stoned. And, like, He's, kids yeah, get stoned yeah. for disobeying and, like, whatever. Like, you know, and, like, human rights, like, vi- horrible violations of human rights and, like, just terrible, like, awful things that happen and, like, violence and war and, like, you know, over what we would consider, like, crazy dumb stuff. But... Yeah, like trivial. you do, you can spot progress. Like it's no, they're not pro- people in in the book are not perfect. People in the Bible are not perfect, but mm-hmm. like there is an art, there is an arc of like progress where like all along the way, and like even like in the book, like first and second Samuel and first and second Kings and first and second Chronicles. Like this is super insider baseball because a lot of people <laughs> listening to this probably don't even know what these things are. These are books in the Bible. But, like, all through, like, all six of those books, there's, like, tons of accounts of, like, horrible violence and war. 
And yes. like, you know, you have like the, the period in Israel's history where like they didn't have kings, but they had what they called judges, judges. which were basically mm-hmm. like, you know, the stand between, you know, for like God and the people and they, they would direct the people. And so yeah. like you have the period in there where like they'd have a good judge and then they like they'd have a bad judge and they'd like go to war with a bunch of nations and commit a bunch of violence. And then like things would go to shit and fall apart and they'd be in captivity mm-hmm. for years. And then like they'd come out of it and then like they'd it's go right back to violence and shit. And, like, so, like, even that, like, you can see in all of that, like, the writer, like, if you can kind of, like, step back and, like, read it for what it is, you can see, like, the writer there is trying to say, like, this is not solving anything. Look how many right. times we tried this, and look how many times it didn't work, and then we did it again, for and then it didn't work. years and years and like, years. All the way through, like, and then, like, through the New Testament, the same thing. Like, Jesus is, mm-hmm. like, all he's trying to do is trying to, he's trying to take them from where they're at and say, there's a better way to be human in the world. Let me yep. tell you about it. And it's not about, like, it's not about going to heaven or going to hell. And it's not about, like, being in God's good graces. And it's not about making him happy or making him mad. And it's not about keeping fucking rules. It's about <laughs> making this place better because there's a better way to be human. Yes, dude. So, like, so like now, if somebody asked me that question now, I could say, no, of course the Bible's not perfect. And, no. of course, there's horrible stories in there. But they're in there for a reason. Like, it's it's more or less like cautionary tales. Like, <laughs> this is what happens when yep. progress is not made. Like, this is what happens when, when people are not, like, finding a better way to be human in the world. Like Exactly. You know, like I, I have to believe that, like, if Jesus were alive on the planet now, he would be so thrilled with the progress that we've made in, yeah. in human rights in the last fifty years. And we're super not all the way there yet. No, we got but, like, a long ways to go. And just like in the last like fifty, sixty years, the way we treat women and the way we treat different races now, the way we treat people that are homosexual or or whatever mm-hmm. sexual orientation. Yep they they are or choose to be or whatever and like whatever gender a person feels that they are or are not i think i personally think jesus would be so happy that that we're sort of coming around to the fact that people are different and that's fine and and that's nobody has to like you know nobody has to fit like certain like crazy rules and like you know socioeconomic Mm -hmm guidelines and like you know ethical whatever like just fucking treat other people like they're people like you would nice treat people to treat you and so like if somebody asked me that question now like i could point to that all of that in in the bible and say like yeah like it's recorded because the writer is saying yeah this is not okay and like look how far we've come since like we don't do this anymore and that's awesome and but this is what we used to do and this is what we came from right so, um i don't know man like that's that was a whole like huge long tangent but like no it's, it's good stuff that's, dude that's that's just one aspect of it man that's that that's just yeah. the bible like that's just the bible as a whole that's not even like specific things in the bible like tithing or the 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 church mm-hmm. as a whole or you know like man it's like it's also crazy but I, I love where you're coming from with that, but what that shows to, to me, what that says is you're able to see now, a, I wouldn't say a more unique perspective, but definitely a different perspective from what we saw from childhood through young adulthood. Oh, yeah. 
It was yeah. very much a perspective of, no, the Bible is very literal, except for these other parts here. But these yeah. parts are literal. But these parts, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, is yeah. it literal or is it not? Like, there's too yeah. much. It can't be both. There's not. A, I'm not saying that we need more gray area as in humanity. I don't think that's the case. But when it comes to interpreting certain things, most especially the Bible, I think there needs to be more gray area or there needs to be less absolutism. Absolutism is something that I combat on a daily basis because I feel like there's so much room for us to yeah. love each other and be nice to each other. And like you're saying, be a better human being. And so getting after the point that you're making – it's just it, it, you have a perspective that I've never heard before about the Bible, and there's hmm. there's and you're not the only one, you know. There's a movement, and I love that, and I think that's important for us for people, whether it's whether it's the Bible or whether it's something else, uh, to be able to pull a unique perspective on something. I think is extremely valuable to humanity, and so like I, I really do. I, I like what you're saying. I like what you're what you're getting at, and that is. Hey, there's a different lens to look at the Bible through, and it's not Ken Ham's spiritual glasses. I think <laughs> I think that's important. That, that's it's true, and it's a real yeah. thing he does. But I think it's an important distinction to be able yeah. to to say, like, okay, let me step back from all my religious ideology and all of my, you know, um, uh, I don't even know what the right word is. He's all my sheltered, um, you know, opinions. Yeah. On uh, on the Bible in regards to how I was raised by people that were extremely misinformed um, to be able to to bring new perspective to that dude I love that I think that's great am I there nope <laughs> but I think that it's good that you know that, that you're that you're broadening your horizons you're looking at it, you're looking at it in a different way I think for me I'm I'm more and not that this is better or worse anything I think it's I think it's all the same. I'm more looking to current people and people and, and things that are uh, uh, emerging now that are telling me how to be a better person. That doesn't take away from what the Bible teaches as as to how to be a better person or what we no, can learn right. in the Old Testament or what Jesus taught about being a better person. Like I'm just – for me, I have a little bit different perspective where I'm looking at Aubrey Marcus and Joe Rogan and Gary Vaynerchuk and Tim Ferriss. Yep. Like, and I know you're looking at them too, so I'm not trying to demean what you're doing. Don't take that the wrong way, please. But, no, not but at all. that's – that's that's what I see for me is just like I, I can't I ha, I think I have so much distaste for the way uh, I was brought up and for what I learned that I I can't get there yet I can't get to the place where I'm like I can look I here's what it is I can't look at the Bible objectively yet I just can't bring I, myself so I'll be, to do it I'll be completely honest with you neither can I mm -hmm. yet and okay. I'm like I'm so I'm saying all of this knowing that like. I know all of this now intellectually oh, and like okay. I understand it heart. and I believe it. I think it is in my heart, but okay. I still like, I haven't, I haven't picked up a Bible just to read it in. I mean, it's been years. I still haven't like I've read I books never, about the Bible. I have never read the Bible cover to cover though. I have sworn and putting down on paper. Putting oh, down. me either. Wow. Yeah put down on paper <laughs> that I have read. It. And you know, what's funny. I don't know if you watched the whole episode with, I've got a few episodes now with Trenton. He yep. is a, he is a bonafide atheist and he has read the Bible cover to cover. <laughs> and I was I, an assistant pastor and I had yet to read it cover to cover. <laughs> I would wager that I have read the entire thing. 
collectively yes like over yes. the years um but to at sit least, down probably at least and follow least a plan and read it cover to cover once, but i've never read all the way through like in like what you're talking about like like consecutively in a year or whatever like whatever they would do like yeah, yeah. i've never done that um that was so wasn't that so difficult it Good like Lord, i mean it was time. ridiculous dude like is it like the the motivation was all wrong and like Oh yeah, you know, like the way, just the way, like the way we were understanding and reading it didn't, like none of that lends itself to like read this all the way through. Now, I like off and on, like I read the Quran like a couple of years ago, and like um, okay, my pastor actually like so. So I'm saying all this. I still like I still <laughs> technically have a pastor. Um, yeah, but he's he's awesome. Um, I know, he and is. I, I like him. much more open minded than than most, but. Oh yeah. Um, he actually like has set about to like read the Quran all the way through just so like he knows what it says. And that was the reason I wanted yeah. to too. Um, but like when you read, like when you read somebody else's holy book, quote unquote, um, it's so much easier to like, to read it and like, kind of like get the context hmm. because you don't have any of those preconceptions going in. Like you weren't yeah, taught anything about that book. So no. like to just to go in and read it, it's like, just another it's, book. It's so much easier. Yeah. But that's interesting. I don't know, man. Like I, I'm with you. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's worse or better to like, to look to current people. And like, so sorry, what I'm saying is like, I, I know all of this and I believe all this, but I haven't like, I haven't picked up a Bible just to read it like in years. I, I do like this uh, hashtag humble brag. I don't know. Like, I don't know how this is going to come off, but like, (laughs) I know enough of it. I know enough of it to know, like now that I'm like getting this context to know mm-hmm. what those same passages were like actually trying to say versus what I thought they were saying at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, I, I know enough of it to be able to apply a lot of it um, to how I live, but I, I, yeah. I'm still not at the point where I could just like go back and read it just to read it. Like I still have a lot of, like you said, distaste so, for it. Dude. So many, so many years of it, I think I think there's a lot of reasons for our distaste for the, for the Holy Bible, but I think the biggest for me the biggest reason for distaste is how I was browbeaten with that book for so many years. Yep. Yep. Like just you know you have to do this and you have to do that, and so often the answer was well just because, but many times the answer was well because of this verse in the Old Testament that says this random ass thing, and we decided this is what it means, and so yeah. you can't go to the movie theater. And it's just yeah. like, no, man, like that's bull. Now that's bullshit. Then it's okay. Yes, pastor. Yes, dad. Yes, whoever. You you must be right because you know this is what God wants for me. God doesn't want me to do this, or God does want me to do that. And it's just like looking yeah. back at it now, it's like, no, man, that's such bullshit. So to be able to delve back in and not have those those for lack of a better word, have those passages become triggers for you while you're reading, yeah. it would be very difficult, very difficult yeah. at this stage exactly. of our lives. And that's, I mean, that's probably why I still haven't yeah. um, yet. I, I I don't know. Who knows? I probably will at some point or I may never. I don't know. But yeah, it, it's and, just, and you know what? In, in, in the case of being a better human, that's okay either way. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Which so that yeah exactly so to my point like like you said it's not I don't think it's better or worse to like look to current people versus no. like you know biblical passages that I think are relevant yeah. not like not because they are holy or divine or inspired or perfect mm-hmm. but solely because they are relevant like 
they yep. teach principles, but like, I think you could get it from either one. Those people that writ, wrote that writ that stuff down. Those people that wrote that stuff down. <laughs> Your whiskey's kicking. Thousands in. <laughs> of I know thousands of years ago. Like those people were people. Like yeah, Jesus was a person. Mm-hmm. Like that's a whole different thing. Like Cecilia and I talked about this like a few weeks ago on the podcast too. But and yeah. we, like she and I have like had a bunch of conversations and like I've done some reading and stuff like that too. But I like I think I'm to the point now where I don't like man i've I've let go of so much of what we were taught as as being you know just like i said before religious fact and everything but like that's awesome i i don't i don't think jesus was the son of god but i, I think this in the same way that it, like you're sort of missing the point to ask if the bible is perfect you're also sort of missing the point to ask was jesus really the son of god i think there's a lot that points to in the gospels that points to those being written the way they were and saying he was the son of god to sort yeah. of parody the way that they would revere the Caesars at the time. Um, they were like, yeah. the gospels are super political books. Um, if you, if I've you never looked at them in that way, that makes sense. Contextually. Yeah. They're, they're extremely like incendiary and political um, and radical for their time. But mm-hmm. so I, I think that's why they termed things that way. And that's why they created the, the birth myth around Jesus and why yeah. they called him the son of God, because they would call it like at the time they called Caesar as the son of God. But, um, that's a whole Very different thing. But like, yeah. Um, like Jesus at the end of the day was a person. Jesus was a person. Mm-hmm. And like all, like all through like the old Testament, all through recorded time, you've had people that have been like, Hey, I think there might be a different way to do things. Yep. And like, you know, whether it's, whether it's biblical figures or whether it's, uh, you, you know, artists or whether it's, you know, you know, psychoanalysts or psychologists like Freud or, or, um, uh, oh man, what's the, the guy with the cat. Do you know what I'm talking about? Dude, the cat in the box? No. Oh, uh, Pavlov. No, not Pavlov. No, I mean, right? Pavlov is, is another one. Him too. <laughs> He's one of them. In the box, and if you like, if you don't open it, the cat's still alive. But if you open it, he could be dead. She lost me. You're you're Man. too intense. <laughs> it's, it's a it's it's a philosopher. Um, yeah, like came up with this like theory. But like, anyway, like my point is like whether it's like famous philosophers or religious teachers or artists or authors or whatever. Like there are people mm-hmm. that like just sort of. I'm I'm not saying they just sort of stumble on it because human growth doesn't happen that way, but like they've done the no. work to get themselves to a point where they are open to new ideas. And so they transmit those new ideas to us and it's, Hey, there's a better way to do things. There's a better way to be human. So yes. if, if people like Aubrey Marcus and Gary Vaynerchuk and, and you know, even like people like Rob Bell and, and um, yeah. Holmes and, and whoever, like if, if those are the people that like that's coming from, and it's constructive and it's helpful and that's helping you be a better yes. person. Fucking go for it. If you can pull Hell that yeah. in a correct and like healthy way, if you can pull that out of the Bible or out of the Quran or out of Alice in Wonderland, for God's sake, like out of your ass, fucking do it. Who cares? Like yeah. wherever it's coming from, like if, if you're finding a better way to be human in the world, and I know that's, that's subjective, not necessarily. It is. It's objective, general. Yeah. But like, then you know fucking go for it like it doesn't have to come from one source or another oh schrodinger exactly help me schrodinger's cat uh is what i was ah, thinking that yes yeah, that like, does ring a bell now. it's a very it's an interesting theory you should look it up like if you're not familiar look it up like after you're done okay. listening to this of course but yeah um uh it's 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 an interesting theory anyway so like 
yeah wherever it comes from like so here's my thing like we, you said something about like objective truth versus like subjective truth earlier i don't think you turned it like mm-hmm. that but that's sort i did of what not getting at <laughs> and i i you know like people people say all the time there's no such thing as objective truth um because like you i mean you can't really like this is a whole other philosophy tangent but like you can't really ever yeah. prove anything is objective truth um, okay i like the way i look at it is there is objective truth but mm-hmm. my objective truth doesn't necessarily match your objective truth yours yeah it's so yeah, we're still yeah. talking well, about objective. subjective truth but we're still talking about subjective truth because if those two truths are different then they are not objectively true however right. for me something could absolutely i could there are things that i know just in my core i know mm-hmm. to be true however you may not agree and you may not hold those things as true in in your being in your core so yeah my objective truth may not match your objective truth but that's right fine like that, I, I guess my point see, is like truth can be found anywhere yeah and that, but that's where we what i think i think the hang-up that we had for so many years and that i think a lot of people have because we have this pervasive team mentality at least in the wet in western culture these days is that if yeah. Your truth doesn't match my truth. You're wrong, and it's my yep. duty to convince you that my truth is the correct truth. Dude, yeah, fuck it. I gotta get you to if join you my have, team. exactly, you need to be on the Cubs. So yep. that's the thing is, it's just like you, 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 you got to be able to, to again find the objectivity, step back, and say, you know, okay, is it how important is it to me? That Josh, that Cecilia, that whoever believes my truth, how important is it and how important should it be? Like I just I, – I, I don't think that – again, you were, you were talking about you know, just being a better human. And I, along with that is what, you're, what you believe what you're doing. Is it causing harm to anyone? No. Is it making you a better human? Yes. Oh my god. Stay on that path. Is it yep. causing harm to others? Yes. OK. Maybe divert your path a little bit. Is it making you a better human? No. Okay. We need a transition. We need a course correct. Like, and again, this is coming from someone who I don't, I'm not, I don't say that I know shit, but there's nothing wrong and there's everything right with making yourself and those around you a better human. And there's everything wrong with causing harm to other people. So I feel like part of causing harm to other people is feeling not necessarily in a violent way, but in a very forceful way that you need them to believe exactly how you believe. That's so wrong. That's so flawed. And that, that's, so, that's so entitled. Who are you to knock on my door on a Saturday morning on a Thursday night and tell me I need to believe this way? And there's different ways of approaching that. The, the people at your job need, need to convince you of something. You have – and I'm not saying you, but just in general. Family members need to convince you of one thing or another. Like – Dude, right. just just be who you are and do what you do and stay in your lane. And look, if someone's fucking with you, fine. Let them know. But for the most <laughs> part, for the most part, you can be a better human and not get in someone else's uh, uh, get in someone else's way. There's a um, yeah. Oh god, I can't remember exactly. I don't know the name of the fellow, but he's a lead singer for a band. I want to say for Tool, and it's just it's such a like a microcosm of how we should be as humans. He talked about – because I live in Southern California. Traffic is just fucking nuts. 
And I'm not saying yeah. that it's not nuts other places, but when I flew into Chicago it's, for your wedding, it's the worst in Southern California of anywhere I've been. It's <laughs> Southern California is definitely the worst. I can't attest to that. To, like to, to some to a place a, that would take here, a place that would take me 15 yeah. minutes to drive to <laughs> would take maybe an hour, maybe more yep. like yeah. in Southern California. It's crazy. For instance, when I drove when I when I flew into O'Hare, I stayed the night in Cicero. Not the best idea. And then the next morning, my friend picked me up and drove me to Hammond. And when he picked me up, he said, uh, "My friend Ben said, oh, bro, like you know, we're gonna hit traffic on the Dan Ryan or whatever. I don't know if it was Dan Ryan. He's like, man, oh fuck, we're gonna traffic. This sucks. And what happened was we slowed down." to 30 miles an hour for five minutes. And I was like, this <laughs> is not traffic. Traffic is literally sitting still for five minutes and then getting to move 10 centimeters. That's traffic. Anyways, I'm listening to this guy on Joe Rogan's podcast, and he talked about you know how crazy shitty traffic is, especially in Southern California. And he said – and he's not a guy that – he's a lead singer for a big band. So he's not a guy who has a lot of deadlines and has to be places. And if he does have to be somewhere, someone's driving for him. So I understand yeah. that caveat. However, he said, when I'm driving somewhere, the way that I look at traffic is I want to get out of everyone's way. And I yep. get where I'm going safely when I have that mentality. And yep. generally, I get there just as fast, sometimes faster, when I come from – when my mind and my mindset comes from that place. And I don't say that you don't – it's kind of a funny thing to say about humanity because we all want to be identified as our own uh, a special, independent, cool, awesome person. I want that so much. Like why do we – why do you think I have a podcast? I want to have a legacy. I want to be remembered. Like I want to be yeah. different. I want to shake things up. But at the same time – I don't need to push my opinions and beliefs and my way of being on other people. I think yeah. people like me and you and many people that are like us have a unique perspective once we're out of the cold or out of this way of this type of thinking where we can say, I've worked so hard so much in my life to force other people to see things my way and I can see the error of that and now I can step back and say, whoa, not only do I not want to do that. I don't want anyone to do that to me ever at all again yeah. to the point that I'll work to avoid them. When Jehovah's yeah. Witnesses knock on my door, I don't answer. Am I a pussy? I don't know. No. Call me what you want. I don't care. But guess what? No. I <laughs> I didn't have to have a confrontation with them. I didn't have to prove them wrong. I didn't have to prove that I was right. I can just sit on my couch and keep watching trolls with my kid and I'm fine. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're you're prioritizing your time is all you're doing. Yes. You didn't yes. waste time on people you didn't need to waste time on mm-hmm. is all that happened. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's not like, yeah, dude, I'm I'm 100% with you. Man, <laughs> like there's Pete Holmes, like Pete Holmes, like the way he kind of sums all this up is mm-hmm. like when he sees like somebody being an asshole in traffic or somebody that's like you know, just adamant about something and need somebody to agree with them. And which I like, I'll admit I'm guilty of from time to time, but um, the way Pete Holmes sums it up is where are you going? Yeah. He just says, where are you going? And like, (laughs) like, you know, you're being an asshole in traffic. Like, where are you going? Yeah. What's the big deal? Are you, where's the fire? Is your life going to be so complete once you get there that it's worth all of this like tension and stress and like you being yeah. an asshole and treating people horribly. Like, is it going to be worth all of that when you finally get there? Like, is your life going to be just so much better and so Peaches complete and once you get wherever you're going? And like yeah. the same, like he, it the same applies to like, is, 
is it really like, is it going to be your crowning achievement to make me believe and think exactly the way you do? Is it worth all of this? Like, like, what are you doing right now? Like for a time though, Josh, it was, it was, it really was because we were going off. We needed the numbers. We needed to prove that to prove to ourselves, man, when you walked, when you walked away from a, from a soul winning visit or from an interaction with someone that was in a different cult that was somehow not just like yours, even though it was, and you, you made your point and they felt stupid. Oh my God. It was a beautiful thing for you. At least, you know, for many, because you were, because you could wash your hands of it. And be like, well, exactly. I told them at least. I, I, I fucking let them, those assholes know. No, you're an asshole. Yep. Shut up. But yeah, it's, you know, you make, I like, I like that, uh, that philosophy from Pete Holmes. Just like, you think about it, how much time are you saving being an asshole in traffic or, or just speeding like a motherfucker? How much time, you, what did you cut? Five minutes off your time? You should have left earlier. Or yeah. you should have just not <laughs> been an asshole. <laughs> Cecilia and I, like, when we see somebody, like, cut us off or, like, somebody that's, uh-huh. like, just being a super asshole and they pass us and then we end up like because it always happens you end up sitting at the right next light, to him <laughs> right next to him like we always just like clap we slow clap do you really we're like, yeah we're like man you're so cool you got here 30 seconds before we did oh and man we round of applause for you each other i love so it so great i love it i love it yeah man dude oh, there's man. there's so That's, much on this start that we can talk about um, yeah, yeah, I I highly recommend it. it I I think it infuriates people. Um, yeah, there's so much about this that we could talk about, and we I'm sure we will yeah. again. You'll either be on here, or we'll we've got you know, to like, uh, you, one or the other. We'll or talk both. about it on your podcast or whatever. But um, one other thing that I wanted to touch on before we mm-hmm. wrap things up, um, and it may before we both like fall whole... asleep on the mic, <laughs> <laughs> it may open up a whole other like can of worms. Um, so yeah. we can talk about this as long or as as briefly as we want. But uh, yeah, net neutrality was just repealed. Oh um, Jesus! And and you and I like you and I have talked at length about this already. Yes, um, and uh, both of us have had some Facebook interactions. Uh, surrounding this issue as well <laughs> mostly negative yes <laughs> um so we both work in digital advertising um yep. and uh i you've definitely been in it longer than i have um so the repeal not of net neutrality that much longer but yes oh really not really I, dude i, I you thought you've been with... in it quite a i'd I, say I mean, okay I so know, i guess maybe maybe f- Four and a half, five years, maybe for me. I don't know. No, more like four years. Because when I started, the, the first tech company I started at, I was an opener in a call center. Then they put me over to closer, and I uh, sucked ass. And then okay. I finally got to the back end of selling Google AdWords. So, gotcha. you know, I was maybe there three or four months before I got to that, and that was in 2012 before Chloe was born. So it may, maybe four years max. Yeah, so I, th- I think it's it's maybe been three years max for me then yeah since uh, for I some reason i thought you, you'd been in it for for much longer but at any well, rate, I, like, I project that i let you know i'm a guru i've been doing this for you and you are the years. you are the guru i think that's what we called you on the last someone last, asked me the your, other day I was on, on your a, first guest appearance i was on where was oh i had literally dude like back to back last night my barber wanted to do a podcast i got a haircut today and i did his podcast last night oh that's awesome and he said Oh, I need to introduce you. What do I introduce you as? I said, uh, the fucking guru of social media, dude. Like that's what you introduce yeah. me as. I yeah. had the chance uh, to put in my I, to put my phone number into a uh, band manager's phone once. Uh, safe safety suits band manager Cisco. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, dude, I've met I, him. 
Yeah, super cool guy. He actually uh, yeah. last year, two years ago, ran the uh, ran Switchfoot Summer Tour also. But when he had me put oh, my awesome. number in his phone, yeah, I uh, I put it as social media guru Stuart Hardy. I, like I nice. filled it all out. My phone number, Gmail, my username, like everything. Like bam, bam, bam. That's bam. awesome. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Way no, I I I love it. Um, that's <laughs> that's how we that's how we build you on your first appearance on the podcast. Uh, Hell so yeah. <laughs> We're keeping the the myth alive. Um, <laughs> Got to not not myth as in untruth. Myth as in like <laughs> mythical figure. Um, I love it. So so we're both involved in digital advertising. Um, yes, and and so I think I think both of us probably have a, a little bit more unique perspective on on net neutrality than the average mm-hmm. American. Um, mm-hmm. Whether they are a small business owner or a, a executive or Just whatever, I think like. I think being involved in digital marketing gives you a a much different take on it than most people probably have. But, yeah. um, and while I think we both probably also know that like these changes aren't necessarily going to happen overnight or even maybe in the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, if this is if the second time the there's repeal, been a real strong push for it to, to say that right. it will never happen is I, is, is out of the question. Right. If the repeal stands, which it's it's going to Congress mm-hmm. now, and um, mm-hmm. myself and and many other Americans and and representatives are going to be fighting it in Congress. But if we yes. if we can gather anything from recent months, if the Republicans want it to happen, it's probably going to happen. Yeah. Um. Because they they have the majority uh, at the moment. Um. Yep. But that being said, um what are like, what's your take? I, I think you more than I, even in this perspective, like you have a little more unique perspective than even I do, because not only do you do a lot of digital advertising, but you do like a lot of social media. And like, I think what we in the industry would call like guerrilla advertising, yes. um, like through those channels. So like how, like how do you see this affecting like what you do for a living, what we do for a living um, like in short term in long term, like, do you have any thoughts about like sort of where that leaves well, us? Yeah. So I think the first thing that, that people need to understand and like there's, there's house of cards, there's all kinds of uh, documentaries on, on, on whether it's um, high times about the cannabis um, uh, trade in Colorado or, or, or cocaine cowboys. There's a lot of things that if we will just open our eyes and pay attention this country's run on money and it's run on old money. Two things, yep. big money and old money. So yep. you have to look at big money and old money to understand the direction we're going. Because guess what? They they are at the helm. They steer this country in the direction they want it to do. Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, Barack Obama, George Bush, Ronald Reagan, all of them, all of them yep. are front men for the money behind them. And this isn't some conspiracy Illuminati shit. You'd need a whole podcast with me to get to go over that. Also, aliens. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> dude, we have to talk about aliens at some point. Dude, we fucking. We'll so put it don't in it, but on, we have to. <laughs> oh, I'm 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 dead serious about. I'm not serious about Bigfoot, although I'm curious. Not serious, but aliens. That's legit. Dude, at any rate, I, I'm telling you, like, we, me too. We need to talk about it at right, some point. We should yes. do a whole podcast, dude. I'm laughing, but yeah. I'm a hundred percent serious. So. Yeah. So that's the thing that people have to understand is that 
big money stays as big money as long as they can keep making money from me and you, the consumer and the small business owner and the person that works for the small business owner. Right. This, in my opinion, and I'm not saying that I'm empirically correct, but in my opinion, the repeal of net neutrality keeps the big money where it's at, which that's been every decision that our, our lawmakers have made because guess what? They're tied to the big money. Mm-hmm. That It keeps the big money where it's at and it makes the little guy, me and you, pay more. Uh, I haven't seen specific uh, verified numbers, but from what I understand, you know, we are. I don't think we're going to be. I don't think we're going to go overnight or even within a couple of years to a place of I'm paying a hundred bucks for me and you as digital marketers the resources that I need to two hundred bucks. I don't think we're going. It's going to go crazy overnight. What I'm looking at is numbers where it's like, okay, you're paying almost the same amount. You're just it's just being proportioned differently. Instead of yeah. paying your internet provider 80 bucks, now you pay them 50 bucks and through them you pay Instagram 10 bucks and you pay Facebook 10 bucks and you pay Netflix Netflix 10 more bucks. I think mm-hmm. that's where that's again this is my opinion. It's completely completely wrong on the upside or the downside for the consumer. But I think that's where we start. We start at nothing super crazy because again, that's how it's always been. With big yep. money, they're not making incredible – our gas prices aren't going up by, by $5. They're going Dude, up by $0.10. I, cents I'm, so glad, cents. I'm so glad you brought up gas prices because I, I just <laughs> I just used that example talking to somebody. But it's you're, true. you're 100% it's true. right. Yeah. That, that's how money works in America. So the big money – again, when you look at me and you, the consumer, we're pissed. We're paying $0.10 cents more, $0.30 cents more, $0.50 cents more. That sucks, but it's $0.50. Cents. It's $0.30. Cents. But to the big money, to the fuckers in the suits, that's millions of dollars because we're all paying in that increase. So yeah. they don't need to increase overnight by a drastic amount. They just need to keep up it a little bit, a little bit here and there, here and there every right. year. Look, for me, the way that the way that I've seen that play out uh, as a consumer is in, in paying for my apartment. I have a 650 square foot apartment. I started at like 1100 bucks. This year it will be 1400 bucks for a 650 square foot apartment. That's a way too much to be paying, but it's because yeah. ever so often they do a little increase. So yeah, you know and that's me bitching about it's my because, personal lows, but it's because every other you like it's because that like it's lowest common denominator. Like the the lowest mm-hmm. price you'll pay for an apartment is a, about that for that size. Yep. Like mm-hmm. in that entire area, so it's not just like yep. one apartment complex that's like sneaking it in on you. It's like no, it's all, of, it's all the of them together are saying like, oh, you're charging twelve hundred. We're going to charge twelve fifty. And then that one says, oh, you're charging twelve fifty. We're going to charge thirteen. And like it's just it's a war of escalation. Yeah. And so like they're like sitting pretty because like you have to have a place to live. But then yep. on on the renter side of it, you're like, well, shit, like I'm, I'm, I'm either fucked. going to have to get a better job or eat less or move away. Like those exactly. end up being your options. This is a weird comparison, but in just because so many times things come back to the fight game for me. I don't fight. I've done a little bit of jujitsu, but when you when you hear about fighters and weigh-ins, every no one fights at their actual weight. That when it's time for right. weigh-ins, what they do is they lose a shit ton of weight. People have died from this process. It's yeah. happened where fighters have died because their weight class will be let's say 150. Right, but they actually yeah. what they call walk around weight, which is their everyday weight, is more like 175, 180. So a week before weigh-ins, they start losing a shit ton of weight. If everyone stopped doing that dumb shit, then they'd be fine. Yep. But you can't 
because everyone else is doing it. You stop doing it and you're going to get your ass kicked because you're going to be fighting a guy that's that weighs in at 200 technically where you weigh in at 150. Anyways, that's, that's an abstract comparison. But um, when no, it comes to net neutrality – yeah, <laughs> appreciate that. When it comes to net neutrality, when it comes to all of this, I feel like the American consumer in five years looking back will be like, fuck. I used to pay 100 bucks for internet. Now I'm paying 175 What the hell happened? But within next year and the year after, we're not really going to think that much of it because cost of living for this goes up, cost of living for that goes up. I, and I don't, I don't push that away and say like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's not going to feel like that big a deal because as Westerners, as Americans, that's how we're conditioned to understand that every year um, it's going to go up. I'm going to be paying. Um, there's going to be some more bullshit fees for myself. Dude, I bought a plane ticket to, to go home for Christmas for 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 what came out to $540, right, for me and my daughter total. And then when I looked at fees, the plane ticket was only $450, this fee and that wow. fee and this fee. And I'm like, what the hell are you guys? What is this hundred dollars going for? What the? Who the fuck gets this money? It's the suits in Washington. That's who gets it. You're like, what the fuck? An oxygen fee? What's happening? Would you not give me oxygen if I didn't pay this? <laughs> and, and if so, can I bring an oxygen tank and maybe yeah. you know supplement? Pretty sure it's just have... already on the plane. I don't know how you're trying to. Exactly. Try flying spirit. You. you pay for peanuts, literally. Oh my god, yeah. I've heard that. Like, yeah, you pay for it's everything true. on that airline. Um, I love Spirit, but yeah. Yeah, man, I I, I think you're right. Like, I, the the thing I think that terrifies me the most, you're, I think you're exactly right, that it's it's not going to seem like a big deal. It is a big deal. It is. It is an extremely big deal. It's not going to seem like a big deal in the short term, and then people are going to fucking forget, because we're, like, Look, we're going to get distracted by... Look, Donald Trump's a president. There's plenty to get distracted by. There's always a thing to talk about and think about and get distracted by. You're exactly right. And I like part of me thinks that is not on accident. That's um, a diversion, dude. I part of me thinks, you know, things like the the list of like unapproved words for the CDC like getting leaked, like word like <laughs> that happened around the same time that net neutrality was being mm-hmm. repeated. I dude, I didn't even hear about that. And, like, a lot of people that I saw were, like, talking about that. And, like, in the meantime, like, Ajit Pai is making his stupid fucking moronic oh, video. Oh, God, that video made me want to sh- um, mm, Okay. But, like, I, I think I think <laughs> yeah, a lot of that careful. is probably on purpose. But, like, what terrifies me as, like, as a digital marketer and as somebody that talks yeah. to s- small businesses every day of my life. Yep. Because that's mm-hmm. who my clients are. Yep. What terrifies me is that... If things start getting put behind paywalls, which I mean, I'm just going to go on record now. If I'm wrong, like I'll eat my shoe. I don't Own know. It. Like if I'm <laughs> if I'm wrong, like I like I will super publicly admit that I'm wrong and I will fucking own it. But Hell yeah. I, I'm saying I'm telling you right now I'm not wrong. Like, all right. The p- portions of the Internet are going to get put behind paywalls. You're going to have to pay for like you're, you're going to get internet bundles just like you do cable bundles now, mm-hmm. um, and with that is going to come small businesses being put behind a paywall without their consent because the ISPs yep. now control 
where that traffic is going and who has access to what. So even if a small business has a website, it doesn't mean they're necessarily getting traffic anymore. No. And they're because they're a small business, they're not necessarily going to be able to pay for paid priority, meaning that they would be visible to anybody, like no matter what package they were on. Because only like the big box retailers and huge yep. businesses are going to be able to pay for that. So like you have the situation now where the average consumer, you or I, is going to be like, well, fuck that. I'm not paying for the highest package so I can have every website available. You wither like, and I'm die. I'm just not doing it. I just can't do it. So like we're not going to have access to those small businesses. Those small businesses can't afford to pay for paid priority. So they're not – like they're not doing their part on their end to get in front of every eye they can possibly get in front of. So they're, they can't. And so their, their web traffic goes down. So then you and I as digital marketing representatives and consultants and managers, account managers were like, this hit is now transferring to our companies and our businesses. Exactly. We like, we're, we're hamstrung because like, we can set everything up properly and we can do everything exactly right. And if we can't possibly get the traffic to somebody's website, like it's, it's over. So then what happens then? Like these small businesses who aren't getting traffic to their websites, aren't getting any visibility. They aren't able to sell products. And so they close and then we lose clientele. And then like, just like that, like, Hundreds and shit. thousands of yeah, hundreds of thousands of small businesses, not hundreds of thousands. That may be a little apocalyptic. Hundreds or thousands <laughs> of small businesses across America close enough and to then, make a huge dent in our economy. Exactly, and then all of that like transfers then to the companies like ours. Like I, I would say, launch the the agency that I'm with is still technically a yeah. startup. We're only five years old. Um, yep. oh, you are. we are. So like all of that, like all of that gets transferred to businesses like us who make our money helping small businesses stay visible and make their money. Right. So then like it's, <laughs> it's the reverse of trickle down economics, which is, I think like, that's what the conservatives would. Yeah. I, would, I fucking hate partisan politics, but like it is mostly conservatives and Republicans are behind yes. us. Um, like that's what they would have you to believe. Like this is going to kickstart trickle down economics. Uh, I like, but this, I don't isn't, know. I, this I, isn't I feel like 80s. I see it going the opposite Ronald Reagan's way. America. Yeah, no, this is no, and it didn't work in the first place. Right. <laughs> like it, it didn't, it didn't work for Reagan. It, it didn't, it's not going to work this time around either. Just like the fucking no. tax bill that just passed. But, um, oh, I don't know, man. Like, like it, you, you put, a, put a few dollars back in an American's pocket and they're on board no matter what the long term looks like exactly they're exactly. not even looking at the long term so i don't know man like i i i like you you kind of took a, a, a direction that i hadn't even thought of yet which yeah. <laughs> i think is which i think is smart i think you're right um and i i think the rollout probably will be slow and by that time yeah everyone will have forgotten um mm-hmm. because that's what we do there will be something there josh there will be something else there will be – we'll get Donald impeached. Uh, we'll have another war. We'll have another discovery I, of some dictator. Yep. We'll get a war on with, with – uh, what's his name? Kim Jong – what? Dennis Robbins, buddy. Kim like, Jong we'll, Un, yeah. I think. You know? yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like something's going to happen that's going to distract us from this. And our, right. our 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 um, – yeah. I, I, I mean it's it's been – dude, just within the last two or three years – Look at the global landscape and the crazy shit that's happening in America and worldwide. 
I know. I know Dude, I, I'm like, getting into way different territory now, but I'm just saying like it, all, it does start so late. You're right though. Yeah, there's so many things to distract us. So I, I think you know there's always going to be something to distract. And again, the 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 big money, not even in Washington, although those guys are making buku bucks. What did I see a number numbers on their suits the other day? Something like thousand seven thousand dollars for the suits these guys buy. Like what the fuck, man? Like I yeah, pay man, you it's... so much in taxes. Put it into something for real. Don't put it into your goddamn clothes. Like that made me so. I'd love. I don't wear suits ever. Maybe twice a year if I end up having court one time that year. But <laughs> yeah. I'd like to spend seven k on a suit. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, I'd wear that thing happen. every day. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Man, exactly. Yeah, you're and right, dude. Do. Like, do you remember? Like, you know, it seems it seems so long ago now. But like mm-hmm. when when the the big deal was uh, universal health care, and like yeah, how like. Obama was trying to make that happen and then mm-hmm. the what we ended up getting was not universal health care but it was Obamacare right. you know is what they right. ended up calling it and like like it was you know the the next best thing and like their solution and how like that was the end of the world yeah oh yeah you know like universally like Canada. available health care we should call it um mm-hmm. it's not universal health care but it's universally <laughs> available health care yes uh was the end of the world um and now like <laughs> we might literally see the end of the world uh, in our lifetimes, um, <laughs> it if, wouldn't surprise if me we keep you. if we keep the current president around uh, too much longer, man. Dude, I I don't know, I'm dude. Like, you. who who knows? We'll see, though. Uh, like I, I just, said, if, I, if I I'm think... wrong about all this, I'll I don't know Own what it. I'll do. I I will 100 <laughs> percent come out and say that I was super wrong. I just totes wrong. I yeah. I don't either. And like I said, it's it all comes back to. I don't know. I, I I didn't I didn't watch the third season of House of Cards, and I don't think I ever will. But I think that's more that is more true to life. Have, have you seen House of Cards? I feel like you have. I I have never seen it. I've I've heard really okay. really good things. Um, I well, now I now it's time. I don't know forever. if I I don't know if I can. Although they said I think Netflix said they're bringing it back with just uh, yes. Face. Uh, she'll uh, I, Mrs. Underwood. And I, can't I feel terrible that I name, I don't Underwood. know her actual name. Um, she's a, an amazing actress, but she's Jenny. Um, Jenny. Yes. So, uh, like knowing knowing that Netflix is like doing the right thing here, I may yeah. actually be able to like go back and watch it. But, Except they're doing the wrong. I don't know, thing, man. What they you... took um, Always Sunny off, but other than that, yes, they did. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they took Scrubs off too. I'm a little, I'm a little. <laughs> Fuck them, man. Too. Fuck them. Um, Anyways. And Psych. My, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just saying they took Psych off too. <laughs> and I'm, I'm Jesus. Not about that either. I know. So the movie's not going to go on there either, then, is it? Uh, no, but I think it's streaming for free on USA. What? That's the way to I do th- it. Well done, guys. I think something's free in America. God damn it! I know. Um, Good old Sean Spencer. <laughs> I don't know. My my thing with the whole net neutrality thing is I feel like it's going to go like so many other things go where in the beginning it's this big scary crisis and it doesn't lessen or become any better. We just become numb to it because some other big thing in the world has taken our attention away from it just as the media has worked it to do and now we're worried about whatever this other thing is yep. and then next thing you know you're paying 10 bucks more a month for internet. It'll just be the next 
Wow, I I just thought of the crudest analogy I think I've ever thought of. Oh, I want to hear it. <laughs> it'll it'll just be the next biggest dildo we get used to up our butts. <laughs> just, yep, just random happen. Yes, politics like, is one it big fucking ass sucks blast, now, Josh. but it'll it'll end up like we'll get used to it eventually, and then yep. Yep. we just won't think it's a big deal anymore, dude. Mm-hmm. What do you think? It, what do you think it's gonna take? What kind of like shady shit do you think they're gonna need to pull? That it that will be so big that it's that we're finally going to get confirmation of alien life somewhere in the universe. Like, what do you think it's going to take for them to like pull that one out well, of their ass? Well, see, okay, so now we're you know they're the like, right, you know they're like waiting to morning, drop Josh. it. I'm not saying we need to like jump into aliens at the moment, but like, what oh, do no, you think it's, it's going to take for them it's to like late. drop that bomb? I'm already geared up. That <laughs> that moment, I I my prediction because Gary does this all the time, so shit, I'll do it. Yeah. Um, my neighbors are arguing outside. This should be interesting. Oh, shit. Oh, my car's good. So um, I feel like I, I very strongly believe because I, I don't think it's going to be much longer before that thing you're talking about happens. And it's going to happen via, well, with net neutrality, who knows? But it's going to happen via social media. People have cameras yeah. everywhere. Cameras are fucking everywhere. And yeah. so I feel like that's going to happen and it's going to be difficult it's going to be hard for it to happen because from from the from I don't know the 80s till now there's been tons of footage of flying saucers and unexplained lights in the sky i saw i don't know some article on facebook some clickbait the other day about some something in the sky some hexagon thing and so there's I just saw always something about a fighter pilot like finally talking about an encounter he had and like they released yeah. like some of the photos or footage or something fuck yeah so yeah. I feel like it's going to come by way of whether it's social media or just a video that's circulating. That's how it's going to end up coming. But it's going to be a really arduous process because there's been so much footage of that previously. That's just like, okay, yeah. another Loch Ness monster, another, you know, Bigfoot, whatever. There's been so it's that the market for that content is so now I'm talking marketer content, marketer speak, (laughs) but like the market for that content is so oversaturated that when the thing finally comes around, it's going to be like, no, it's more bullshit. Have you, there is a thing on uh, Netflix. um, There's like 5 million of them, you know, the alien things, but there's one that's actually really good with like legit. Cause every, (laughs) every Netflix, every alien documentary has, Five guys from Podon call. Well, I'll tell you what, yep. the alien over yep. there, I'll see it. Like, all right, can you put like, like, and I believe in aliens. So for me, it's like, oh, stop putting these guys on. Where yep. are you finding them? Yep. They're like the Jersey Shore of Kentucky. Like, stop putting them on TV. Get, stop giving them airtime. Yep. But that's okay. I went, wait, I told you it's going to go deep. So my opinion is that it's coming. I want to say in the next five years, it's coming. And it's Man. it's gonna take it's gonna take at least a year for it to get proven because when that video first goes out, there's gonna be so many because there's so many of those videos already. There's yeah. gonna be so many people saying well, it's hope, bullshit. I hope it happens in the next five years. I'm just scared of what is gonna get pulled, like while we're focused on that. Exactly. <laughs> so true, dude. Yeah, because that's gonna be the big one. Like that's gonna yeah. be the biggest one ever. So that's like the yeah. biggest opportunity to like to like do some shady Pull shit some in the background. Crazy. Yeah, like started we're enslaving like, motherfuckers. We're all like, oh my god, aliens. And in the meantime, like, hey, America's not a democracy anymore. Oops. Oh, oh what? shit. What? <laughs> we were 
We were talking about aliens. What happened? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you yeah. can't stop cool, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Not fair. Do over. I agree with you 100%. Dude, yeah. Try it again. Let's go back. Let's go back to before the aliens. Try again. Try again. What is the phrase? Go back. We fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Let's we need to let's come we'll come back to aliens another time. We definitely need to Hell like, yes. We, we absolutely need should to do a deeper dive. Uh even I did my even high school, as a, as I did my high school even as a youth pastor paper on aliens. Yes. I'm going to send you I'm going to find out which cuz there's a million alien documentaries but there is one on Netflix that is tremendous. It's very well done. Yeah, no I, one I'll from totally Kentucky is on it. <laughs> it's it's great. But I'll tell you this, even as a youth pastor, I, I I did my best to convince the teenagers that there were aliens. I'm very serious about that. I did. Yeah. Ever since, I mean, ever since I was like, as young as I can remember, I was always on board with the yeah, aliens. There, I feel like there have to be. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's exciting. To, to me, it's exciting. It like, is exciting. It's scary, for sure. Yeah. But I think it's very exciting. The prospect of, of other life, like... I think it's because I, you know, I watched enough movies that I'm like, I want, I finally want one of those movies to be real. Yeah. They're all so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you ever heard of the Fermi paradox? I don't know what that is. No. Okay. So that it, it's, it's man, I'm going to fuck it up now, but I, I, if I remember correctly, this is what it is. <laughs> the Fermi paradox says that there are so many stars and so many planets that could support life that there has to be alien life somewhere else in the universe. So However, have you watched the cosmos? Go ahead. I I have not. Um you have the, to. So the other the paradox is that like that is true, like there are so many life sustaining yes. planets that there has to be alien life elsewhere. However, the paradox is we have not found them and they have not found us. Therefore, mm-hmm. they probably don't exist. But like that's why it's a paradox because like that's why like that's why it's a paradox because like on one side they Makes have sense. to exist and on the other side they can't because we haven't found them and they haven't found us and the universe is like billions of years old at this point. Yes and no because we haven't found them but we have we have we have we haven't traveled outside of our solar system that I'm aware of. We and no, we haven't, we, and we don't have we don't have recorded evidence that we found them. We may have, or they may have found us, yeah. and we just don't know. Yeah. But we're that's similar. that's what that that's what that like. I don't know if you'd call it a theory or whatever, but that's like it that's really bums me out. So I wish you had never told me that. It's, but I mean, I have it's to just argue. It's basically just a mathematical way of looking at it. Like, yeah, no, I get it. I I yeah. totally get it. But like my 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 argument for that is, what if because what you know, we look at aliens from movies, right? So when we look at aliens, it's you know these people with this you know very like um, like just you know like super. Uh, they have these fucking spaceships, and they're super. They're way for way more advanced than we are, and just like yeah. like superhumans, right? But what yeah. if they're us? Like what they if they're totally the same us. as us? Yeah, they could. So there's you know I love alternate. They could be dumber. Like Fringe is my shit. Could be way dumber, but I'm just saying. They said they are just as dumb as us. Well, guess yeah. what? We haven't got out of our solar system yet, and they ain't got out of theirs. So that's why we haven't run. I'm really mad about that theory. So that's why. 
Well, you you might want to look it up because that may actually not say that may actually be not what it says. I'm pretty sure that's what it is, but that may not be it. But well, no, it it makes like you said mathematically, it makes sense. Like, why haven't we found each other? We should have by now. They should have found us, or we should have found them. If we really exist, and they really exist, oh shit, do we really exist? I do. That's a whole other. That's a whole different (laughs) podcast. We waited until the end to dig into the heavy stuff. Uh, we did. Have you watched right, Fringe? Man, well, you need to watch Fringe. I uh, I know I saw the. F- I think at least the first season. It was a pretty good show. I fell watching, off. Dude. I don't remember why I fell off. It's real good. Um, yeah, I will though. I I remember liking it. I'll I'll jump back in. Um, and I will Fuck also yeah. watch the Cosmos. I've heard good things about that too. I, you you bro, like with the the things that you're coming at me with, I think you're gonna love the Cosmos. Just watch, dude. Literally. Just watch the first episode, and you will not be able to stop. It talks about religion and how it stifles science. You're gonna love it. Oh, right on, dude. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, man, they, like Family Guy said something in passing the other day. I was watching Family <laughs> Guy, and they said something in passing. It was the episode where Stewie and Brian were like traveling to all different like alternate universes. Yes. And they travel to one, and it's like super like uh, scientifically advanced, and like they're way in the future, and like they have all kinds of like crazy stuff. And Brian's like, "What is this universe?" And Stuart was like, oh, in this universe, Christianity never existed. So the Dark Ages never happened. And science so was never, perfect. yeah, science was never stamped out um, in the history of man. So, like, we're way ahead of everything. And I was like, oh, holy shit. shit, that's probably so true. Makes um, way too much sense. <laughs> yeah, it was just really funny. Well, man, we oh. we made it to two hours. We should probably. Are you fucking shitting me? Yeah, we're like we're over two hours now. This is Holy impressive. Shit, I feel like we both have so much more to say too. Well, we dude, do. let's revisit this. Okay. Um, you're you're welcome back on here anytime you want. Um, All right, and uh, I I know you're going to be continuing a lot of these conversations on on your podcast as yes. well. Um, mm-hmm. So people need to tune in there. It's not your mother's podcast. Um, yes, sir. Pretty much anywhere podcasts can be found. Uh, and on Facebook and do you have an Instagram for the podcast? I do not. I do not have an Instagram. So Stuart again, S T A R T. I'm sorry. I called out the one thing you don't have YouTube, Facebook, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, (laughs) um, and SoundCloud, right? Let's not push SoundCloud. (laughs) I have one episode on SoundCloud. I'm fucking it up. (laughs) No, don't be sorry. I am on SoundCloud. I just stopped uploading. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and We're if there. people want to send you their their crazy cult stories or mm-hmm. uh, like their getting out stories or whatever stories, uh, they can reach you at they can, your of course email they address can reach, is best. My email address works, but like wherever you, if you find not your mother's podcast and you comment and say I have a story, I will get to you. So okay. if you want to eat, re- reach out to me. You know, Stuart S T U A R T M. Hardy, H-A-R-D-Y at gmail.com. And that's my username on all networks as well. However you find me, Stuart Hardy or Not Your Mother's Podcast, if you comment on a post, comment on a video, send a direct message to one of those accounts, I will reach back out to you and we will get your story told. Right on, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that come together. I think that's me too. Be, I think that's going to be helpful for a lot of people. Uh, I, agree, I think 100%. it's for a couple of reasons. I think probably some of them will be funny. Um, some yeah. will probably be heartbreaking, but I think it'll all be uh, enlightening for sure. Um, yeah, it's, and, it's and maybe it's more of us, us away from. Yeah, yes. and and maybe more of us can be woke. Um, 
Uh, the wokeness is so, real. Yeah. Um, well, man, I appreciate, like, we, we kind of put this together last minute, but I appreciate you coming on the podcast and just chatting for Dude, a couple Dude, thanks hours for having me. Shoot the shit. Always, always this, grateful to yeah. be on here. Yeah. Well, you're welcome anytime. If, if you get the itch to get back on the podcast, just let me know. We'll, we'll bring you back on. Oh, I will, I will blow you up. Dude. Um, well, cool, man. Um, so this, uh, this is, again, this is, here's the thing. If, if you forgot what you were listening to, I don't know how, how you know how, like, could. We we still treat like everybody does this. It's not just us, but we still treat podcasts like radio. Like somebody could have just tuned in in the middle and yeah. like just not known what they were listening to. No, if you're listening to this, you had to have like started it. <laughs> you can't just tune in in the middle. Exactly. We're not live. You know. So I don't know why we yeah. do that, but um, I'm going to keep doing it because it's how we've always done it. This has been Here's the Thing. Hell yeah. Uh, so we're going to be back here um, at some point. Our, our release schedule has not been super consistent lately, but fuck you if you're mad about it. Um, we'll be back here at some point. <laughs> and uh, so you should be here too whenever we're back. Uh, and um, with that, we'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs>